Welcome to our once a week podcast entitled What's in a Hymn. It reflects on some of the hymns that God's people have sung for generations. Today we reflect on the hymn There is a Fountain Filled with Blood. This hymn was composed by William Cooper, 1731 to 1800, who is known both as a great English poet and a hymn writer. He suffered with fragile mental health and for about one and a half years was hospitalised. During his time in hospital, he read many scriptures, but one that became precious to him was Romans chapter 3, verse 25, which speaking of Jesus says, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Through reading this and other similar verses, Cooper came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and to a sense of forgiveness of sins. And this is one of the first hymns he wrote after this significant period of mental health distress. The hymn, which contains some vivid imagery, is based on an Old Testament text. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 1, which reads, In that day a fountain shall be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem, for sin and for uncleanness. The original scripture text does not mention blood, nor does it directly equate the fountain with a person, Jesus Christ. So Cooper injected a New Testament truth into that Old Testament text, cleansing of sin by Christ's blood. So in verse 1, There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. And this is clearly a New Testament truth, as Revelation chapter 1 verse 5 says of Jesus Christ. He has loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And Revelation chapter 7 verse 14 speaks of those who have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. As we come to verse 2 of the hymn, we are pointed to one of the first in the Gospels to take the plunge into Christ's blood, the dying thief who was crucified with Jesus. He, by the grace of God, saw who Jesus truly was. And with his dying breaths, this criminal, stained in the consequences of his own sin and dying as a vile man with nothing to commend him, found the fountain. So, the dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day. And there have I, though vile as he, washed all my sins away. In verse 3 of the hymn, we are pointed to Jesus as the Lamb, this is how John the Baptist in John chapter 1 verses 29 and 36 introduced Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is what all the Old Testament sacrifices pointed to, 
Jesus, the Lamb of God, shedding his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. How clear the book of Hebrews is that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And that is ultimately in Christ Jesus. So, dear dying Lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransom church of God be saved to sin no more. In verse four of the hymn, we are pointed to the great truth that Jesus Christ's blood was shed because he loved us with a redeeming love. And so it is a redeeming blood. Ere since by faith I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. And this surely echoes 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18, where we are told we are redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And in verse 5 of the hymn, we are pointed to heaven and eternity when we will perfectly rejoice in Jesus Christ and his shed blood. Because, of course, down here on earth, we do it so imperfectly. Then in a nobler, sweeter song, I'll sing thy power to save when this poor, lisping, stammering tongue lies silent in the grave. This hymn shows us so clearly, as the Puritan Thomas Brooks said, Christ's blood is heaven's key. Amen. <laughs> 